Welcome to the Carly Pilk Boys podcast, where two little radio fellas are air-checking the old Ricky Gervais XFM shows to find out why they're still so loved all these years later. Obviously, I'm David Ferrier. With Stephen Merchant. I've been listening to these shows for years. This is Zach's first time through. Today's show, Series 2, Episode 3, a.k.a. Carl's Go-Kart, broadcast the 7th of September 2002. Zach, what are your overall thoughts? In fact, actually, before we get to your ditty... I want you to react to this thing that um, Ricky says at the end of the show, and tell me if you agree. I knew that wouldn't work. <laughs> I'm trying to just play. It but this is our first show in the same in the same room for nine months, and I was thinking uh, we won't be able to blame technical difficulties for the oh, lack of quality of the show. Like it would just be fully relying on our own inabilities. But it's pure incompetence. Here we go. Twenty seconds in. Do you agree with Ricky here? Do you think this is the worst show we've ever done? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, I do. And I mean, I can't, we're not on a not high horse. talking about us. The, the I know. Show. I mean, I can't really, we can't really speak after like taking 20 seconds to get that grab up. Hold up. Wait. Soon. You know when people go to, it's kind of like I've seen memes around at the moment of people sharing their screens in Zoom calls. And you know how people go, they extend the words. Sure, because you are, you're sort of mad. <laughs> oh, no, but that's a massive. Sorry. Thumbelina. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty poor at times. <laughs> Sorry. I am. Um, I've got the roadcaster. It's so yeah. fancy, but there's too many grabs this week. So I'm trying to play them directly. Yeah, on my I can see that. Uh, that is what I am uh, blaming this on. But I'm trying to click around and I'm firing things off left, right, and center. But you know how um, you're sharing your. <laughs> that's all. I meant to do that one. You know how you're sharing your screen on Zoom calls and. You're trying to you're trying to bridge the gap of the pause. So you go, I just just one yeah. moment. Yeah, uh, should be up now. Don't you relate to that as a radio announcer? Because you do that all the time while you're looking for grabs, like trying to pull things up. Oh yeah, yeah. And as as the anchor of a breakfast show, where you are the one who is, it's your job to fire the grabs when they point to you. Like, <laughs> And that's when they said this. And you go, yes, this is it. Because if you don't have it ready to go straight away, it feels like an eternity. Like one second, like sometimes you listen back to it and you're like, oh, that wasn't that bad. But in the moment, it feels excruciating. Sheer terror. Sheer terror when they throw to a grab that you weren't prepped for, that no one told you about. There was some communication breakdown. Uh, Sheer terror when it's just your pure incompetence. Um, And that happens doing this podcast when we've been over Zoom for the past nine months yeah i'm glad that we're not uh on zoom anymore and i'm hoping that things will be a little more you know this first two minutes besides you know not including this i'm hoping it can be a bit smoother the only way is up yeah i'm back in brisbane um i forgot how uh how warm it is here it's really hot today yeah Yeah, it's it's not nice clammy um so do you have an overall ditty for this episode uh yeah i just made it up then um this episode has a Carl phone-in segment and Ricky phoning it in. Ricky starts off the show by saying they've got, um, that he's got nothing to say and he's not far off. They repeat four stories in this one, which in radio is not, that's not a bad thing. They, they do say, well, we've told this before, but I counted it up. There's four times. If they go over something they've talked about before. Uh, it's a classic feeling that I think anyone can relate to, which is the last day of work before holidays. Not only yes. is um, it the last day of work, but he's literally, the time they stop recording, he's getting on a plane. Mm. Ricky, day to day on a normal show doesn't care. Like, let alone the one where he's thinking about being on a uh, Italian beachside sipping cocktails. Yeah, getting comfy in his first class seat. Yeah, that's so true. Have we got to the episode yet where Carl leaves the show early because he has to catch a train? No. See, that would surprise me because in this episode, Carl is very much so like that we've got to do it properly, even though you've got somewhere to be. I think it's only show three. So Carl is still fully engaged and not completely wound up by Ricky yet. Okay. Yeah, that's what we've got to look forward to over the next 48 shows. Or Do whatever. you feel like that um, we might get to this a bit later, but like 
do you relate to the point in radio? I think Carl in this is very much so like the show comes first. So like, even though you have to go on holidays, we have to record these lines. Radio is very important, Mm. which are, there's a lot of people in radio like that. Have you ever had to, have you ever been made to forego something to do the radio show that you look on in retrospect and you go, I probably could have had the day off. Uh, like I've worked New Year's Eve yeah. and stuff like that. Just to get a gig, you know, yeah, when, when you're young. Casual, yeah, and just like would take whatever I can and go, what, double time? Sure, I'll just sit alone in a radio studio to play the countdown on time. When I was working in community radio, I reckon there would have been less than, less than easily less than 10,000 listeners that the show had, easily less. So tiny audience and I had a bad, I was like 22 or 23. I had a bad car accident. I was 22 during the day and uh, on my way to work. And so my car, I couldn't drive my car and the police attended and they were like, where do you work? We'll like give you a lift. And so I was in the back of a police car while they were driving me to work and I called my boss to say what had happened. And he goes, oh, wow, man. So you'll still be good for tonight though, right? Yeah, it's great content. (laughs) Like, no, like, no, no. Like, do you want some time off? Do you like... Do you, should you, um, you know, do you think you'll be able to go on the radio? Like, not just like straight away. Well, well yeah, the show goes on. I imagine that's why you got in the car crash in the first place. I need something to talk you about today. something <laughs> to talk about tonight, quick. <laughs> he did say, he did say that. He said, um, in this moment, you won't want to talk about it. He said, give it a few years. That'll be a great story. Was he right? Was he correct? Uh, I did tell that sad? story once on the radio. Yeah. Did you kill someone? I did not kill Hang someone. Hang on, have we? Did you hit someone or did you hit a car? I hit someone. Yeah. Okay, we've told that you've told this on this before. on this yeah. podcast. Yeah. Yeah, he ran out in front of me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have thought of a time where I thought, no, I cannot miss the radio show, no matter what. Uh, I it was when I was in university doing broadcast and uh, my pro- broadcasting graduate diploma thing, and we we had like a roster for when we got to do radio shows and we only got to do two in the entire semester because there were that many students. And one of my days I had jury duty (laughs) and I thought I could just go to the court and there'd be a check in somewhere. And I go, Hey, I actually can't do this. I've got a, I'm a radio. I've got a radio show. You understand. Long story short, a series of unfortunate events occurred where my number kept getting called because you start out in a room of 300 people and then they pick however many they need for that day Mm. and more than half go home. Mm. And I was like, I'll be fine. Um, They did say, hey, look, you'll have an opportunity if you have any concerns, Um, but first we need to rush uh, a jury down to the Supreme Court. There's a trial starting at 10 a.m. So if your number's called, uh, please come forward. My number was called. I talk to the marshal or whoever it was walking us down there. I say, look, I need to talk to someone. Like, I can't be here. And she said, oh, no, you'll get a chance. You'll get a chance. And don't worry, from this group of 35, only like 12 are chosen. So you probably won't get chosen. Sitting there, waiting for an opportunity to speak to anyone, it does not come. We're sitting in the courtroom. The lawyers come in. It just starts. The people come in. The accused is brought in. And you're like, hang on, I'm feeling like that. this ball is rolling now. And and they start saying, uh, and they do the whole, how do you, how say you, guilty or not guilty? And he's like, not guilty. Uh, and then they say, all right, you will now be a selector, jury of your peers and blah, blah, blah. If your number is called, please come forward. And they'd shown us this video that like, oh, if you have something to say to the judge, just sort of when you're called up, like, oh, I know that guy or something like yeah. that, some conflict. Um, just sort of raise your hand when you're when you're walking up to the jury box. My number, I get called. I'm a, I'm I'm selected for the jury for this three day trial. But I've got it so in my head at this point that I am not missing this radio show, which, by the way, was not broadcast right. outside of the campus. Yeah. But it was so important to me to do it that when I'm walking up to the thing, I, I say to like the one of the um, court uh, police. I don't know what you call them. And I say, oh, I just need to say something to the judge. He doesn't hear me. He sees I've got a piece of paper. He thinks I want to give the judge a piece of paper, like a note. Yeah. So he goes, okay, go up. So I start walking up to this Supreme Court judge. He sees me coming. He goes, whoa, what's going on here? And I say, uh, you're on a prepared, because I've been sitting there for an hour and yeah. a half. I'm like, you're on a, I'm doing a university degree, which is very uh, time intensive and uh, blah, blah. Like, you know, it's very important that I don't miss it. And he looks at me and he goes, okay, so you've got like, uh, you know, tutorials that you can't miss. And I go, yes. And just long pausing as, 
It's thin, but I'll let you off. Oh, really? They yeah. let you off? Oh, that's yeah, great. In front of the full court. That's so funny. So this guy who had allegedly uh, broken into someone's house with an axe. Right. Um, He's watching. Was sitting there watching me go like, this motherfucker was <laughs> trying to get out of jury duty. Um, so I went oh, and sat. Wow. I just head down. Um, I just felt so much judgment. Um, Sorry, everyone. Court, it's Sorry. a courthouse. It's the appropriate place for it. And I just sat down, and then as soon as we were let go, I just sprinted. And that's just never looked that's back. the ultimate version of, like, those stakes are really raised of just, like, how awkward you feel to leave. You know, if you have to leave a movie, cinema, uh, cinema or your class, if you if you sat down, down in the wrong lecture and you're like, oh, no, how long do I wait till I leave? I don't want to get up in front of all these people. But you had to kind of saunter past the whole... Yeah, and the person who was chosen in my place, who then lost three days of their life. I look back on it now, I should have just done jury duty. It would have been a more interesting It's so funny, the things... I don't know if this is just, like, things like radio. I'm sure that it's a lot of things. The things you think are so important when you first start. Yeah. And then you realise later, ah, that wasn't important at At all all. at all it was important to me at the time though and i thought like well if i do well on this show i can use it as a demo to get me a job in the big city um i I have no memories of what that show ended up being except i was doing it with someone i can't even remember her name but it's like her name started with m and i remember we called it the dnm or something like that i thought that was so clever the irony is, as I think you're alluding to, is if you had done it, those are the types of experiences that would help you long term in radio. Yeah. Because you, you know, you should have an array of experiences you can talk about. So when someone's talking about jury duty, you're like, hey, yeah, this happened to me. Yeah. I don't know how much you're allowed to talk about, but you know, the experience. I wasn't, yeah. I, I, um, I, uh, I, I still, but I still don't, I don't think they should let 23 year olds on juries. That's a separate. I was too like that. Well, isn't that, it meant to be a cross section of society? Well, true. Yeah. Ages but that was another and, thing I thought at the time. I was like, I don't want to decide someone's yeah. fate. Yeah. <laughs> Man, leave me out of it. Like, I can't even decide what I want for dinner. Yeah, true. Uh, all right. So, this uh, show was from the 7th of September 2002, which is the date mm. of that Heat magazine I paid way too much money for. I've got it in front of me right so here. I'm flicking through. We're in person, so Zach can have a look at it. It's a bit of a blast from the past. I'm just having a look at some of the people they're talking about here. Can you just um, read the front cover? What, who's Posh and Bex, baby number two? <laughs> First, with loads of inside information. So this is what they were flicking through between talk breaks, Ricky, Stephen, Carl. Is James two-timing Kylie? I don't even know who those people are. Who's James and Kylie there? Uh, I don't know. Are they yeah. soap opera people? Well, obviously, they're well-known enough at the time that they didn't need last names. Yeah. I mean, and Kylie as well. There's only one Yeah, Kylie. I would have thought there was only one Kylie. Kylie Jenner. <laughs> These days, yeah. But the people that are on the red carpet, so we've got um, yeah. uh, Kelly, Kelly Osborne. Um, uh, well, there's Kylie. Kylie Minogue, Britney who, Spears. Super famous. Brandy, Jennifer Lopez. Some of these people are still around. Uh, Paris Hilton, Christina Aguilera. Well, remember, there's a big thing in there about um, Britney Spears being, like, tormented. Yeah. Well, which, oh, yeah, 20 years later, yeah, this how she's cracking up and all this stuff. It's, it's um, it, this. Who's that? <laughs> See, like, a lot of these people, this is this show is called Britain's Sexiest. Never even heard of that. Carly Pilkboys at Gmail. CarlyPilkBoysPod at gmail.com. Uh, I'm a celebrity had watched, started. So, you know, you that's a 20-year-old show. Sexiest. Give us a review. I want you to see the uh, the the ringtone. Okay, act. I'll see if I can find it. Is it towards the back? Probably. No, they're, they're sort of throughout. They're all throughout. Uh, the well, here we go. There's an ad for a Sony Ericsson. <laughs> the, the hot new thing is Oh, the my goodness. Ringtones. This is both a color screen, world coverage. Mobile internet and Bluetooth. Those were the days. Uh, EastEnders, they're selling some EastEnders props, I believe. Well, well maybe this is just like a um, like a, a show you can go to and see props from the show. Have you not hit a... Nice. And then there's the review for the Ricky Gervais show at the, at the very back. Uh, the CDs that they're selling are smash hits, Let's Party. Obviously, some compilation we didn't have in Australia. Uh, Friends DVDs. 
again. Do they Simple even make time. DVDs anymore? A better time. Here we go. Pop text. Um, what do these go for? Yeah, how much are they? Uh, it's not clear. No. Oh, but you can sign up to a joke subscription, it looks like, where they'll send you a joke. Um, just text joke to 84004 and we'll make sure that you get your daily dose of chuckles. Remember you could get like on your Nokia 3310 a little um, 8 bit or not even less like little image. Yeah. You like that one? There's a oh, 007. A Is that? Ah, <laughs> oh, classic. Yeah. Uh, you could get beer as well. Oh, you can get this way up and it's upside down. Classic. All right, let's let's go. Let's, I think it's it. three pounds. Three pounds of ringtone. Not bad. I mean, not bad for a bit of a talking point amongst friends. Considering now you can just use whatever. There it is. Whatever song you want. Ricky Gervais show. Big red five stars. Uh, it's at 1 p.m. on XFM. Comedy gen geniuses. I think we've read this before. Mm -hmm. Ricky Gervais and Sivan Merchant bounce off each other with spectacular style while broadcasting genius Carl Pilkington interviews in the only way he knows how. With grace and panache. I think that's completely made up they have not heard the show i think so yeah. carl does not interview anything this is show three they've just been off for 14 weeks and he's uh he's done no interviewing whatsoever so which is like you know it it, it is hard to get a gauge of a radio show by listening to a little bit and i think we've both had experiences of uh reports in industry websites and things like that where it's like oh they obviously don't know anything about the show yeah. in the details they've included in this yeah Completely wrong. In uh, yeah, in in like one job announcement, they said that uh, that like oh, David uh, is uh, joining Triple M from um, being the anchor for blah, blah, like for a show that I never was the anchor. like. They just completely got it wrong, like Heat Magazine did. All right, so that is the Heat Magazine. <laughs> Zach's now just interested, just quietly reading the whole. Well, page. it's just fascinating to me that in uh, hard you know in a printed magazine you have reviews of radio shows cool. this is a whole segment it's like yeah. a quarter page um about the picks of the week they'd have it for podcasts now do you think so and one day this show will be in there <gasps> heat magazine boyd Hil boyd hilton if you're listening was that the guy's name i think so well jonathan ross is in uh gets five stars as well jonathan and sidekick andy present the world's finest radio broadcast how broad is that i like that show i used to listen to it <laughs> no, but the, the, the review i mean that could be any radio oh, yeah, show yeah, yeah. <laughs> um all right Let's uh, last bit of business before we get to the air check is the Patreon. Thanks to everyone who's uh, become an assistant producer. You get the show a week early and ad free when applicable uh, for just two dollars Australian a month. As Zach says, it's the same amount as an annoying fee on your bank statement. You see three months later and you just go, oh, what was that? Oh, well, I'm not going to follow it up. Patreon.com forward slash Carly Pilk Boys. You can help to keep us in Jaffa Cakes. Okay, the air check. Series two, episode three, broadcast 7th of September 2002. Um, what did you make of the first break where we get a little insight into their pre-show preparation? I feel for Steve. I feel like I've been both parties over in my life. The party that just wanted to muck around. That's, that was me at university, you know, yeah. it, when you're in group assignments. I was definitely a Ricky. I feel like in some other creative endeavors, I've definitely been the Steve where I'm like, come on, guys, we actually have to do something here. Yeah. Um, and so I felt for both of them, uh, it comes up as we go through that Steve gets more and more annoyed. He's coming off a base of annoy annoyance here because I think he wants to, I think he wants to take this opportunity seriously, you know, for him. This is kind of a bigger deal than it is for Ricky. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because Ricky's uh, place in the world, his his star is rising. Steve's, he doesn't realise it. It totally is as well. But at the time, uh, he's not getting into the, the invites to the same gigs that Steve, that See, Ricky is. So he wants to do well. And if they are to break up right now, you know, and never make anything together again, where does Steve's life go? I think that's what he's thinking. Yeah. Yeah, and part of it is like a radio career. Um, so they, uh, we hear that Ricky's going on holidays and won't prepare for the best of shows next week. He refuses to stay even for 10 minutes. He's off to Sorrento, Italy. I kind of agree with Ricky. Uh, it's, a, it's a great idea to go to a McDonald's in whatever country you're in. What do you think? I've done it a few times. 
Obviously, you, you don't, don't go there to like eat every it. time, but it's like it's it's a consistent. Uh, what's like the scientific term for it? It's like a consistent that you can see the variations in oh, different locations, right? Because okay. they're all different. There's diff- things on the Australian menu that it is aren't on so. It's such a funny Australian menu. thing what? to go like, man. You've got to have Italian McDonald's. <laughs> No one makes McDonald's like the Italians. They do. have beer. Can you believe? <laughs> do they have beer? Oh, in European ones, I know France they do, and uh, yeah, there's also like the one. I'm I'm hoping to go to Japan this year. It'll yeah. be like my first stop. The McDonald's. I've been to McDonald's in Japan. It's, it's an added level of complication is that I'm a vegetarian, ah, so okay. like you can rely on. I know, like I can have fries, and so I was starving. And the poor person, they're really nice, actually. But I was just like, I just had to hold up. Like, I tried to say fries in Japanese. I was trying to learn it on the way there with a little translate app, but they didn't understand me. So I'm just like holding up a picture of fries. And they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> you didn't do the Ricky, uh, the Ricky tactic, which is just say it loud in English. And then if they still don't get it, go mental. Uh, I didn't on that occasion. <laughs> And then we hear Ricky's thoughts on water. Sure, because you are you're a sort of man who gets bored, and this is true, Carl. You may not be the fluent of this. Ricky Gervais is a man who gets bored drinking a glass of water. It's bored because it's not flavoursome enough. No, it's, uh, it's I, not got enough flavour. It's, it's absolute bore. Uh, the only thing, like, Jane's got me onto fizzy water, which at least got something there. Right. Uh, but I only drink that when I'm sort of dehydrated in the middle of the night. I never. There's no. I never drink a drink of water. I only played that because I just want to say that it's a new uh, merch design. Glass of water, and it says boring underneath. I like it. Um, <laughs> check it out. Uh, the uh, did like you actually Instagram. make it? Have you made it? Yeah, I did. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right. Uh, I had a big argument with my brother because uh, I, I sent it to you a little while yeah. ago, and it was just a single black outline. My brother insisted that you, the water needs to be blue. I don't mind that, though. To read that it's water. Yeah, I don't mind that. And so I've done that. Because it... Um it adds a pop of colour as well. Yeah, yeah. This so, isn't... Uh, why understand... Oh, yeah, sorry, you go. I was going to say, gr- it looks great on the water bottle. So if you want a water ah. bottle with a simple design of a, gl- a glass of water and the word boring, uh, the link is in our Instagram, Boys in the bio. I don't think this is a super uncommon opinion. I have seen this around, like, kind of... People do these, like, Twitter threads of people replying to him because they said like someone like some type of nutritionist just said like you have to drink i don't know eight glasses of water a day and i've seen these threads of like people basically like getting angry at them because they don't like water and they don't like the information that they have to drink water (laughs) and so they're like feel like they're being attacked and uh it is a little childish from my point of view but i think there are a number of people who like they're like oh i get water through coffee or i get water through you know, my food. Yeah. I'm like, I think you, you need to actually stuff. drink water though. Yeah. But it's typical of Ricky's upbringing in Reading. The chip fat fryer always on. Um, only it's things that sting the roof of his mouth. But I mean, obviously there's a certain pleasure in eating and drinking, but there's also a practicality. Well, that's what I, I've never understood. It's like if you're really thirsty and yeah. you drink a cold glass of water, it is literally life-giving. <laughs> You feel better. Well, aren't our bodies like 70% water or something? Oh, at least. I think mine's 75. Okay. <laughs> Just the weird Above flex. average. Yeah. I'm a bit more watery. And I'm, there's currently water pouring off me because it's quite warm in this room. It is warm, yeah. yeah. Well, if you hear us starting to speed up, it's just because we want to get to the end because we're, we're a couple of clammy boys, a clammy Carly Pilk boys. Let's get to break three. I absolutely love this. Steve's audition for the Amateur Dramatic Society. Thumbelina, Thumbelina, <laughs> tiny little thing. Thumbelina, dance. Thumbelina, sing. Thumbelina, what's the difference if you're very small? Because when your heart is full of love, you're six feet tall. I don't know why he says he can't sing. That's That yeah. sounds good to me. Yeah. I mean, He's got the little wobble thing in his voice. I literally don't know. I will leave musical performances and i'll say to my wife that was pretty good and she was like oh they're way off and i was like oh were they i I had no idea my girlfriend's a musical theater performer and i'll watch something and go like that was great and she'll (laughs) go oh man it was so shit yeah yeah uh so it sounds good to me is this some type of i didn't really understand what they're talking about is it kind of like community theater yeah okay so like uh you can just get involved as a hobby yeah 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 have you ever done it uh i haven't done it it's great fun. Have you done it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like just for fun kind of thing? Uh, I was in like the WA Youth Theatre Company. Yep. We did Cloud Street. 
which was a three-hour show. Okay. Uh, I did. Um, I did one of the, who's the uh, Terry Pratchett? There, there was someone who decided to do an adaptation of one of his books, like one yep. of the. Uh, Discworld books. And are they musicals or plays or what? I've done one musical. Yeah. It was because my housemate was the director. Yeah. It was about Normie. It was a biographical jukebox musical about Normie Rowe, Australia's first pop star. Okay. Uh, from the 60s, who had this great song called Shaken All Over. Uh, and But then he went to Vietnam. He got drafted and went to Vietnam and it sort of derailed his career. He's the guy. There's this classic piece of uh, Australian TV is a classic Australian TV moment. They always show on like clip shows and stuff. Where on like the Bert Newton show or the Today Show or something, these two old men get up and start punching each other. <laughs> He's one of those men. Oh yeah, really? Because on live he TV? was really pro like Vietnam, like support. You know, and this other guy was you know giving him crap about it. Oh, so he was um, you know they proud to go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. and he was he he had a history of being quite contentious. What a it. wild time! Can you imagine now? If there was a war and just like Justin Bieber put up his hand and was like, I'm going to go fight. Like, <laughs> yeah. that, like can you imagine that happening? Canada. Uh, no, I can't. I was, I, I saw a comedian, um, brilliant comedian, Damien Power, mm-hmm. who just said, like, he goes, Hey, so like, uh, you're talking about like, you know, the, the, the great wars. He goes, but now, um, put your hand up if you die for your country. <laughs> yeah. And just. I think like, maybe oh, Americans feel like that. They seem to have a lot of um, very yeah, proud of the country. Parts, yeah, yeah. They, they die for their part of the country. They die killing people from other parts of the same country. There's a civil war coming is what I'm saying. Uh, well, you know, when I was in America, I would see on the trains and stuff, people would thank strangers if you're wearing a veteran's hat or like something that identified you as a veteran. Just... Uh, people sitting across from you to go thank you for your service. Yeah. That type of thing doesn't happen here. We don't have that here. same culture. No. Yeah. I don't know if it happens in the UK. Well, write in carlypilkboyspod at gmail.com. And just for our American listeners, that is it. We're aware. It's a generalization. Not all Americans are like that. I lived no. in Los Angeles for yeah. a year. Um, that's, just, that's just one instance I saw. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, um, yeah, Pirates of Penzance. And they talk about uh, Amdram. And uh, Ricky, uh, sorry, Steve points out that like, oh, Ricky, you'd love it. Like the world of amateur drama societies. <laughs> There's so much backbiting and so much, you know, ego and stuff. I think that that might be the great show that Steve and Ricky have never done. Yes. A show about the world of amateur theatre. Yes, that's really good because they have done behind the scenes of showbiz yeah. in extras, but not, um, you know, that was legitimate kind of big budget stuff. Not the... Well, they, they came close with the episode where he's doing... Well, the couple of episodes where he's doing Panto. Right. Where he's doing that Aladdin Panto with... Uh, what's his name? Oh, yeah. And and, and oh and then there's the one in series two where he does the serious play. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is really good. It is true, though, that sometimes... That's true in my experiences in community radio, that the politics are a lot more... Because I feel like in commercial radio, the hierarchy is pretty understood. Like everyone knows where they stand. Like the breakfast shows, the big dogs, uh, they kind of rule the roost. And then you don't, there are some, like people do speak out of turn, but they're kind of face consequences for it. Whereas it's just the wild west in the community radio land. So true. Way more ego, way more people guarding their spot, their territory. Also, I think people are a bit more comfortable generally in in commercial radio because they feel like that they maybe at least got close or are much closer to achieving what they wanted to. Mm. Whereas in my experiences, there were some instances in community radio where people were obviously, it was either what I experienced were either people who were really young at the start of their career or people who maybe didn't achieve the heights that they hoped they would. And so there was a lot of conflict between those two generations. But I also think the difference is commercial radio is a business. It's their, their yeah. they don't do anything unless they think it's going to help yeah. increase revenue. Community radio, there's far more pretense and far more taste and subjectivity to like, you know, and different styles of music shows. So people get, there's way, there's more snobbery in community radio, I found, particularly around the music. And well, at least if you all understand we're here to make money, everyone's on the same page. Yeah, yeah. You know, it it's really like, oh, well, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it might not be a good goal. 
from a point of view of producing entertainment, but at least we all know where we're coming from. That honestly, when I was in university and I was like, yeah, commercial radio, not into that, so lame. But then we went and had a meeting at the radio station as part of the course and the, the guy who came in who was like the head of integration or promotions or whatever, he's like, hey, this is a business. Um, we do this because it's what the market research tells us people want. Um, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's like there's something sort of just clean about that and like easy to understand. Where does XFM fall into that? Because, you know, they're a commercial station, but then also they obviously have a high, not, you know, they obviously have a high value on the music, not that other stations don't, but they seem to really care about it. And they also seem to be like a bit of like, we're the bad boys of radio. Yeah. Well, if you uh, consult my conversation with Andrew Phillips um, some months ago, yeah. he said it was they were trying to fill a gap that like Triple J fills here, but in a commercial sense. Halfway between them kind of thing. They were trying to just do, there, there was a gap in the market. There was no one um, offering that sort of, music to that kind of audience that they were trying to capture. Yeah. Cool. Uh, all right. Then they go over Carl's talent show, which is the first repeat story. And then in the fourth break, we hear the best thing that ever happened to Carl, which is one of the ones I'm going to play off the laptop. So bear with me as I get it wrong. Here we go. So I picked it up quick, ran out down to the bottom of the garden, slung it in the corner and sort of went to turn back to go back in and had to look again because they had like a little AA truck. They bought me, it wasn't brand new, but he'd got it from somewhere, a little AA go-kart. Do you know one of them like little things? I mean, I was was young. They got me a go-kart, he says. And it was like, what kind of, no, the plastic ones. Yeah. When you're about, I I don't know, I must have been like five or six or something. So I don't quite follow. The, 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 so he sent you out there? My dad sent, sent me out with a bin bag so yeah. I could see so like, what he got me. And yeah. it wasn't my birthday or anything, he just got it from somewhere. You sure you hadn't just nicked it and dumped it out the back? Possibly. Sure. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't, doesn't flinch at all at the concept that his dad might have stole it. Well, you see, it's quite a endearing story. It's nice to hear a story about Carl's dad that's not highly insensitive <laughs> or criminal. <laughs> well, well, you know. Don't get used to it, Zach. It, it, Do not get used to it. <laughs> there's no confirmation. I mean, there's it speculation yeah. that it was criminal. But the um, it is an endearing story. And I Steve's obviously looking for the laughs. Yeah. So he's like, we're just going to fly past the fact that you're just sharing a nice story. And I'm going to try to make uh, get some jokes out of this. And so, you know... It does highlight the mood of the show at this stage, I think, where they're just, they're really looking anywhere. <laughs> like, they're just like, Carl, you have three minutes to think about the best thing that's ever happened to you and hope that it's funny. And then it kind of ends up being a nice story and they're like, oh. And then it turns into a sad story because Ricky shares his experience. Yeah, another repeat story, the the go-kart thing, which is um, featured in his first stand-up show, Animals, which is coming out like fairly, well, it, I think it comes out this in the year in 2002. So we will eventually get to that. Break five, Steve missed out on Bruce Springsteen tickets and he asked the listeners to help. And then at the 20 minute mark, the atmosphere totally changes. That's what, that was a great thing about when, when, when I saw. When Ricky says this. That's what, that was a great thing about when, when, when I saw Bowie at the BBC. He played. When you what? He, you know about that. I don't know about this. Yeah, you do. What? When did you see Bowie? At uh, the Jonathan Ross recording. Oh, what, your showbiz friend Jonathan Ross? <laughs> yeah. What yeah. was this? Was that that TV thing he did? Yeah. You went to that? You haven't told me about this. Yes, I have. No, you haven't. Well, you were away, I think. No, I wasn't. Because I watched it on TV. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, he's very upset mm. that he's been left out. Uh, if I was a content director, I'd be like, guys, guys, was that planned? It's brilliant. <laughs> I love the tension. He Lean le- into it. He does seem... Very upset. Another instance of like behind the scenes of their relationship where Ricky obviously doesn't look out for his friends. <laughs> or they're just not actually friends. Yeah, they're maybe, friends. Yeah, maybe we assume they're closer than what they actually are. Yeah. Which is fair enough. Uh, but I think they, they, they struck a bit of gold here by exposing this bit of tension that um, Steve leads into and Ricky tries to defuse. 
But then Steve takes it to this place. I'll tell you this, seriously, if, if I find out that, you do the, that you've gone to some secret gig or something in the future, and I find out you've been, seriously, that's it. There's no more office, there's no more, no, no I'm not joking, I'm not mucking around, because that to me is like, that's what friendship is, that's like a textbook example of friendship. Well, there you go, they're, uh, discussing whether or not they're friends. Yeah. We kind of have a running joke on our show whether we're colleagues or friends. That's kind of a reoccurring subject are you and dom yeah. on your radio show yeah yeah well um, have you worked it out uh it's ambiguous <laughs> it's you know obviously we're friends but mm. it's played for do you guys surf effect. together no dom doesn't um love going outside so okay. <laughs> as you can see by his when, complexion <laughs> well when we did late nights he had a vitamin d deficiency yeah like legitimately yeah. diagnosed where he was uh, told by a doctor he had to spend 90 seconds outside a day oh, in the sun. Can we make it 60, Doc? So he would stand outside in the garden and he would do one side, you know, facing the sun. He'd turn around, put his arms out, do the other side. That's my vitamin and D for the day. Uh, <laughs> That's yeah, probably so a common problem in other countries. It's kind of unheard of in Australia because we oh, have yeah. so much you, sun. I mean, in Brisbane, you have to work hard to avoid the well, sun. Well, he was just like, because he would come home at 1 a.m. and then I would go to bed. And he would stay up till sunrise. Really? Yeah, and then he would go to sleep and then he would wake up at five in the afternoon. So he was literally nocturnal. That's horrible. Yeah. It's not good for like, I think you need to see the sun. I, there's places in the world where you go a few months a year without seeing the sun yeah. and it really affects their mental health. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's like high suicide rates yeah, in so, um, Scandinavian countries and stuff. So it wasn't good. Yeah, no, it's bad. There's like circadian rhythms. I don't really know what that means, but it's a word I've heard, so mm. I thought I'd say it. Sure. Um, yeah, we've evolved to like, you know, go to bed when the sun goes down and get up in the, in the morning. That's right. So come on, Dom. Uh, how's he coping with the Saturday afternoons? I think he's got the vitamin D thing down, <laughs> so he's all good. Uh, so, yeah, this, this the whole story with the Bowie thing is great. I, I really enjoy it. I really enjoy, it's another little snapshot of the time in their career. Ricky is starting to take off. Like nowadays, Steve would get that invite. I saw just recently, a couple of months ago, he was at the premiere of the Beatles documentary with Peter Jackson and stuff. But at this stage, no one knows who he is. So he's still on that, come on, Ricky, give me your plus one. Do you, have you ever been left out in those situations where you see on Instagram, everyone else at the station went to some premiere or something Uh, and you're like, what? I didn't even know about it. Yeah, but I've, I've only, like, in the last couple of years been in, in a position where I, like, could feasibly get invited to stuff like that. Are you so, sure? Yeah, because I was Not always... Not in Brisbane, man. they got always, to fill a whole cinema with those premieres. <laughs> well, that's what I mean, last couple of years. Yeah, like, right. Since, you know, they, Coming to Brisbane. When I was the anchor of the radio of The Breakfast Show, which, like, my name's not in it. I'm not a host. I'm just doing time and temperature and teasing what's up, what's coming up, and hitting the dump button if someone swears. But occasionally when... Uh, promotions like when publicity people would send stuff to the hosts, they'd include me, uh, and I'd feel very sort of. That's great for that. like a few weeks, and then you realise that the stuff is oh, just, it's just junk, rubbish. Like yeah. I've got these these like pajamas. Yeah, I was just looking at yesterday when I got home, going like I gotta check these. Out. Promotional mugs, yeah, things like that, yeah. and they're really cool. Although one thing that was absolutely brilliant, the show Holy Moly, when that started, yeah. they sent a putter and a couple of golf balls and a little like um, yeah, that's fun. So that's great to play in the airlock, just where the phones are outside the studio. That's what they should think, things that you can play in the yeah. office. Office games. Office games. There you go. Um, break six, they repeat another story. The uh, Steve telling the story about bribing the security guard to get into the nightclub. He tells it right this time, because remember, he stuffs it up on his birthday show because he's hungover. Mm-hmm. And, at, you know, we're talking about repeated stories, but at this stage, podcasting wasn't a thing. Um, no. so, so it's like... You it's know. amazing they don't repeat more yeah, stuff. Because like they don't know that anyone's gonna play them together ever. Yeah. Like they would never predict that we were gonna do this. Oh no. Yeah. I don't think even now if they found out that we were doing this, they would believe it. The only issue is it's hard when the other announcers know where it's going. Yeah. And so you kinda gotta feign interest. Yeah. Which is why that's the the great conundrum of do you prep things before? Do you um, let people know where you're going to go with something because then you don't get that organic reaction. But then on the flip side, you maybe they maybe step on your punchline or something like that. It's wild that they had no plan, and that's quite obvious in this episode. Oh, yeah, hugely. Like, they, I don't think they had any idea of what they were going to talk about. Because they then uh, cover off the thing about um, the big-headed lads from Carl's school, 
And then in break seven, um, Steve's still trying to... The little plot line throughout this uh, show is that Steve is trying to get tickets to Bruce Springsteen. Um, Carl tells that just the totally stupid story about the people at work who communicated telepathically that he sincerely believes. Yeah. Uh, I've got nothing to say about well, that. Well, didn't they... Weren't they high? They were on drugs. And yeah, so it's like... Someone sighed okay. loudly and the other one went, yeah. And, just, you know, and there's no energy to lift that either. Like, the guys couldn't care less. Something I forgot to... So the next thing is, is they make fun of Carl for buying land on the moon. He's really? bought 20... I, didn't you hear that part? I don't think so. They're like, oh, you, you, um, uh, you've brought uh, uh, land on the moon. You've been gazumped. And then he takes a purse and he's like, right, we'll see when this world ends <laughs> and you're calling me up for a place to stay. I've got about 20 acres. Uh, I, I think in that instance, the issue isn't getting land on the moon. It's getting to the moon. Like if the world went to uh, chaos, it doesn't matter how much land you have how are you going to get there well I, 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 he hasn't thought of that part he maybe is investing now carl pilkington in 2022 investing heavily in spacex <laughs> to getting up to his property okay but you can still go to lunarland.com um earth's oldest most recognized celestial real estate agency I thought it was like there was some sort of international treaty that no one owned space. Well, I think there is, but so <laughs> these guys are working outside the from, law. Yeah, for for twenty nine ninety five, you can Ooh. buy the standard gift pack, which includes one acre of lunar land, lunar deed map, and our pledge registration with the whatever. Um, so Please tell me this is for some type of charity. <laughs> oh. You know how they kind of do no. like those things where you can buy a star. Or, or you can get a lordship. You yes. Know, like you can make someone a lord. But if, if one acre is 30 bucks and Carl's bought 20 acres, he spent a lot of money on that. <laughs> He's had to think about how much land I'll need to grow to some space potatoes. Yeah. Space potatoes. All right, they then get on to break eight. And I think they really hit their stride here with Carl telling the beheading story. I love the fact that Carl knows exactly what was said. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. He doesn't know the story yeah. or what order is it yeah. or when but it he was. he knows exactly what was said. said what, but he knows the intricacies. <laughs> All right, then. See you in the morning. Mm. <laughs> oh, little kissy, kissy, kissy. Oh, I'm not, I'm not like that. Oh, you joker. Oh, don't let the bed bugs bite. Yeah. Anyway. The show at its best when Carl's telling a ridiculous story and Ricky and Steve are riffing off it. And- <laughs> It's so true. He he includes so many details that are impossible to know. Mm. But he says, I think it's in this one. Is it? Is this where they do the um, the second instance of Rockbusters, where he defends the way he tells stories? He says that I'm adding details to bring everyone along for the ride. But like sometimes the details are counterintuitive. Like they work away from the point. Well, that's all. He's he's trying to throw people off. Yes. That when that part is like. Uh, his missus is downstairs. Don't forget, he, she's, he's not up there. Um, and it's completely meaningless. He's just trying to obstruct uh, people from getting the answers. But, yeah, apparently the body did 32 steps um, without a head. And then in break nine, uh, they come back and Ricky's mixed things up. He really has that last day of school energy. He stuffed his mouth with toilet paper, which is something that he did. Steve mentions it that in the behind-the-scenes of the Office Series 2, he would do the same thing. And uh, Steve whipped out the camera to capture it. It was a Friday afternoon, so similar sort of vibes mm. to this. Here's a little bit of it. I've grabbed it from the behind-the-scenes of Series 2 of The Office. It's Friday afternoon, and this is what it's come to. Ricky Gervais has I'm stuck some tissue paper I'm into his mouth. I'm a bit tired. I don't think I had, there are jumbo fish fingers. I had two jumbo fish fingers. Chips, mushy peas, and great beans, and a smoothie. This wasn't just an amusing sketch that we've come up with, you know, for this. This is actually happening today, and this is my record of it. Shall I put that in episode three or four? <laughs> <laughs> it, I, it's, it's so frustrating hearing that, isn't it? 
like from a point of view of like, oh, I've been in those situations where you're trying to beg someone to do some work. But at the same time, they do need that. Yeah. They need those energies. They need the guy who's uh, trying to, he's, a, you know, with the more playful personality, that's the downside of it. But then with Steve's kind of structured, let's get it done. This is why they're so good together. Yeah, I Because agree. Steve's going like, we got to get some stuff done here. And Ricky's going, well, I just want to stuff toilet paper in my mouth. And also with, like, with that in mind, they still managed to come up with series two of The Office. Like it's. But it also goes, there's only a couple of creative hours a day. I agree, yeah. So Friday afternoon, maximum you can't get three. any work done. Yeah, maximum of three in the zone really thinking about it. But uh, you made me think of something saying that about Ricky. Is that like, look, if you want the good, you've got to put up with that. I just watched the the like Alex Ferguson documentary. He okay. was the, the manager of Man U for a long time and okay. was really successful. And it was a whole thing about Eric Cantona, the French player, who was like very eccentric. And he would talk about like different rules had to apply to him. Mm. So like Ryan Giggs says like he would show up to an event and his tie was slightly loose and uh, Alex Ferguson would come up and go, you're representing Manchester United, straighten up. But then Eric Cantona would walk in with an open neck shirt and a big gold chain or whatever and he'd go, oh, see that, fellas, that style. It was just, it, it was not a democracy. Like he knew how to get the best out of people given their personality types. And that mm. was like, it's almost, it's a bit of a shame that that's the circumstances. Um, but it is like, yeah, th- these people deserve, need special treatment because of the special talent that they provide. The same thing happened. Did you watch The Last Dance? The, the, yeah. The same thing happened with Dennis Rodman. Yeah. In the middle of yeah, the season, right. he's like, i got to go to Vegas. And they're yeah. like, all right, well, if you keep giving us 14 rebounds a game, I will put up with this for you but no one else. I think it's probably a similar sort of thing with Ricky. I love to think of the idea of like how humanity, like personalities – have been similar or the same as far as humans have existed. But yeah. obviously this is a problem. I'm like, was that a problem in farming communities thousands of years ago? <laughs> Where it was just like- He's a great at tilling the fields, <laughs> yeah. but we really got to let him go have a bender every Yeah, we got to let him blow off some steam because he can do, you know, he can do three fields in yeah. a day. So we've got different rules for him. Everyone else, I expect you here at sunrise. <laughs> Only special treatment for this guy. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. Same for like knights. Was there one of the knights totally. at the round table that was allowed to show up late? Because um, he was so great at killing. Um, okay, so then we get on to... So after that, they then get on to Carl's quiz. It's called Carl's quiz this week. Uh, the answer to the first one was Gene Genie. Zach, did you get it while you were listening to it? I did not. Club? And even now that I know it, I don't know if I know that song. Okay. Um, you don't know the Bowie song, Gene Genie? Maybe if I heard it. Um, I think you probably would. Okay, we'll have a little listening. I know, um, what was the uh, Spiders from Mars, Ziggy Stardust yeah. album? I know that one. And I yeah. think that's really the only album I know properly. Okay. Um, I reckon there's a lot of songs that you maybe just don't know a David yes. Bowie songs that you know, like Fame and Changes and um, Under Pressure. So I heard, I've been watching The Great British Bake Off, which I love. Mm. One of those relaxing shows. I'm not ashamed to admit it. Mm. I don't, um, don't, don't judge me. Is Noel Fielding still one of the Yeah, he judges? is, which is interesting. Hey, like, do you think, and also, um, oh, he's a little Britain star. David Williams. Oh, uh, no. Other. Um, Matt, 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 Matt. <laughs> no, People Matt, not Barry. Right now. I know. I'm so sorry. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, it's phase two. Which is fascinating to me because they're both known... Matt Lucas. Matt Lucas. I feel like they're both known for more, particularly Noel, like more alternate stuff. Hey. I think it's inspired. It's inspired casting because he he is cosy. He's a cosy human. He's very softly spoken and very whimsical and, you know, which baking cupcakes can be quite whimsical. Even some of their previous hosts. I don't know. So it must sit in an interesting place in UK culture that they... I don't know if we would have really alternative... We have very funny comedians doing ours, the Australian Great British Bake Off. Sorry, the Australian Bake Off (laughs) or Great Australian Bake Off. But, you know, they're not necessarily like these surrealist alternate comedians. I mean, Claire Hooper's a bit, you know, like she's not Mighty Boosh level. Yeah, 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 true. But the um, my point is they did this intro where they said, is it Bowie or Bowie? And I was like, oh, okay. 
So even within the UK, there's debate over how it's pronounced. Yeah. I thought Australians pronounced it differently. I thought it was a Aussie UK thing. Ricky calls him Bowie. Yeah. I've always said Bowie. I thought it was Bowie too, but yeah. I thought that's very Australian. Bowie. Mm. Um, so, yeah, the answer was Gene Genie. And then in break 10, uh, they still haven't thought it through because Carl has changed his mind during the song that that wasn't enough. It was too easy. So that's the qualifier. They're going to take a second one live. So the, the woman who got it can't get the second one because it's way too hard. So they start again, like last week, taking live callers and they pay the price. For this that. is probably the highlight, actually. I just remembered this. This okay. is the first call they pick up. Do you have that? Yes, here it is. Uh, you get a rare Carl laugh. What's the song, mate? Are you talking to me? Yeah, yeah. sorry, yeah. Well, look, look, I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm sitting in this bar, right? I'm not ringing up relations <laughs> for anything that's going on right now. I'm after one of these armbands to go and meet Bowie on Monday. Can you help me out? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Piss off. <laughs> you can't say that to our public. <laughs> yes, I can. <laughs> people, I, what I can't beg is, is people begging, Rick, on the radio. <laughs> you know what I can't? Uh, that's funny. What did you make of the callers that they get? I thought they sounded quite like the kind of calls that Alan Partridge gets. Uh, I mean, you get the callers. Insects Ricciano. I love taking calls off the desk, straight, live on air. I think you should do it more. I hate it. I I love it because you're not, it's not filtered. This is the actual public and what they want to say. And I love, that's the best moment. That's one of the, in, from a point of view of broadcasting, that's one of my favorite moments in the show so far where the guy is like, they, they, is there only one line? Usually there's like an office line and a competition line. And the office line is the one that you'd call to cover off any admin. Yeah. <laughs> but they're calling the studio. Yeah. And um, he doesn't even, he, the radio is not turned on. He has no idea that they've asked people to no. call up. It's just completely But that does happen when there's, big, when there's big competitions, like big station-wide competitions that they're playing promos for all day and they're giving it away in breakfast. That happens where it's like, I remember when Ed Sheeran came to Australia, it was people would just call and just beg for tickets. So this guy's driving around, pulls over, and he's yeah. like, oh, I'll, I'll um, call out the radio station to see about that competition. And he might be Australian, this guy, as well. Okay. There was a bit of an accent. Yeah. And then he's put he, he's put straight on air. Yeah. Like- I know. I know. <laughs> it's why in, in, in weeks to come, they stop taking calls entirely. This is one of the last times they do it. I love also slash hate how protective Carl is of the price. He yeah. won't give it to the person. He goes, no, 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 you got to get two. I've always thought, you know, whether it's, it's um, prices on the radio or whether it's, you know, how many sources they give you at McDonald's, it's not your money. Just give it away. Who cares? Yeah. I don't get why you're not putting McDonald's. handfuls of sources in those bags. Yeah. Like, is your manager watching, are they? Yeah. And do you have some type of source KPI? Yeah. Where, like, <laughs> they, they check how many sources you have at the end of at the end of the shift versus <laughs> how many chicken nuggets you gave away. <laughs> like, It needs to balance at the end of day. Otherwise, it's coming out of your source pay. Don't you think? Have you been in those instances on the yeah. radio where I'm like, just give it to them? Yeah. It's not about the fairness of the competition. It's about what sounds best on air. And it sounds awful for someone to lose on a technicality. Mm. Um, but you still didn't think that these callers going live to air sounded awful. What about the guy who... No, I love it. I love it. The guy who goes, it's in Carl Pilkington's mind. No, that's fine. I want to hear them. You know, they didn't like that. They thought, you know, they didn't like this person. It's kind of like someone heckling, really, at a comedy that's gig. What, yeah, that's what most of them, yeah. And so you get to see how they react to that. Yeah. I, it's uh, wild. You know, that's the anything it's could happen. It's dangerous, it is, yeah. And I yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. I don't think just even legally, don't know if you're allowed to do that today. Well, yeah, because they need to know that they're we, you, I think I've said it before. We did do a segment where that was the premise of it. We, like, the joke was that the... The um, producer has gone to the bathroom and we say like, quick, the next three minutes, everyone's on. And so, um, and they were great. I love that segment. We uh, operate, I guess in that instance, you're telling everyone, if you call up, you're on the air. And then we'd pick up every call with you're on the air. Yeah. Um, and then also there's a 10 second delay. Yeah. Which we had to use a lot. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Where you dump if someone swears or says something. Would would people take the opportunity? Yeah. To fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah. And that's kind of, uh, kind of. And that was the fun of it. Yeah. People should dump more often. There's yeah. nothing more fun than that happening. Oh, it's scary. It's terrifying. Yeah. 
Yeah. Sure. Uh, you forget all your training. You forget how the desk works. When, uh, at least I do. I'm speaking. This, I did the codes recently. Whenever, I think you usually have to do the radio codes once a year. Mm. Um, or if you change companies, if you change jobs, mm. you have to do like, a, not a test, but you have to read over the rules. There's no list. It just says language that uh, the community, what does it say? Yeah. Whatever it is, it's like language. Uphold community standards. That, uh, uphold like community standards. Yeah. So uh, feasibly, if you're on late at night, there's certain words that I think you can let go. Well, that's there's a much clearer in the UK, much clearer is uh, watershed. Like okay. thing, it's the things that are um, acceptable pre-watershed and post-watershed. So uh, is that language or content or both? Yeah, it's both. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's more defined here, but yeah, you're right. Uh, I, I don't know why it's not more clearly that it's like if it's an if it's a fun, edgy night show like the new night show on the radio station you used to work for. Yeah, it's hosted by someone who is known to be quite provocative. Yeah. Um. So I don't know that it's. I think that I think it probably is generally, but it should be more explicit that it's like. Well, there are different standards apply to what happens in this show than what happens in the breakfast. Because it's show. interesting. Because on TV. You're allowed to go, oh, this one is MA or this one is for 18 plus. That's true. But and it's the same type of thing because a kid could turn it on at any stage. But the same thing with the radio. Oh like God, you could turn right. it on at any stage. Why can't you have programs that are like, oh, this is only for adults? I should be able to say cock and piss as <laughs> much as I like you on could my say evening that, radio you? show. Yeah. Sure. Um, then, uh, so once the game is all done. Oh, I did like little thing, little sort of change of who he was to who he is now. When Steve says about the prize, it's signed by Ricky Gervais and Ricky gives an embarrassed shut up. Like, oh, shut up. Like, it's still quite embarrassing for him to he is. the concept that he's signing things for people. He's a bit coy. Yeah. Um, Not cool. today, you don't think? Oh, no. No <laughs> chance. I don't think he would sign anything. Full stop. Um, and then Steve points out the big issue with the game. Lads, we just come down for a moment. Once God. again, well, I just draw you to my point at the top of the show. When you were pissing about outside in the office, we could have been working through this. Yeah. We could have been figuring out the rules. Well, so we could have had maybe some music, some jingles. Yeah. Yeah. You only prepare to fail when you fail to prepare. Yeah, I've been in those situations before where you're like, I should, I've, I've learnt for next time. Yeah. But it wouldn't be this show if they had prepared it, so. Um, no, but this is the lower end. They can't do this every week. No, no. Yeah. This is the this is the you get the great shambles, and this is the lower end of that, don't you think? Yeah. Like it wouldn't have been as iconic if it was this quality every week. Oh yeah, no, no. no. There's like that's I've always said that like when something goes horribly wrong, it is it's a it's a lean in moment for the like for the audience. I think when when you hear the wheels start to come off. But if it's something that you did constantly and the same kind of thing, if they pitched a new game each week and it went just as badly each week, it would like it would lose its appeal. Uh, so then in break eleven, they tried doing the links for the best of show. Love it, great fun. Yeah, it's good. Just a good bit. Good and bit. I love how Carl's not having any of it. Yeah. How he just gets increasingly frustrated, yeah. and he's like, "Well, I'm not going to use these," and they're like, "Why not?" Yeah, they Who totally could. So they're introducing best ofs, are they? Yeah. Why couldn't they just do three generic? Hey, Ricky Gervais. Hey, we're not here this week. But yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And I love That's how the, the, uh, the you we're getting that star power here as well of um, Ricky really going, well, I'm not hanging around, mate. So I don't mm. care what you have to do, but I'm leaving. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't need this. Yeah, it's yeah. a very powerful thing. So you guys thing. figure it out. You yeah. figure out whatever you need to do, but it's not going to involve me recording anything. Coming from a position of power, it's a very powerful... It's, it's a... The best thing you can do for your career is not give a shit. Is like be okay with not having the job. That's what I've found in it. Like, but it's the, then yeah, the, the impossible about, thing is you have to back it up. Is you truly have to not there's, care. There's some type of stench that comes with desperation. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's, hard to put into words, but you can see it. Yeah, it. it I think it traces back to like schoolyard stuff of like. If someone's way too, or, or like you know, early romantic things, it's like if someone's too into you, it it it's like it repels them. Like you you know you, it's like ugh, go, like you're too interested. Mm. But then if someone's a bit more evasive and elusive, 
It's uh, like treat him mean, keep him keen sort of thing. I think the same. I think treat him mean, keep him keen applies in a radio career. Do you think, see, I'm just thinking out loud here. I'm like, they could even, I'm thinking, so Ricky leaves, the cab pulls away. Carl's left with the idea of like, how am I going to put together this best of show? Wouldn't it be funny for Carl just to do it himself and say Ricky refused to record these? Well, that's, you basically summed up what he does. Oh, is that what he does? Yeah, okay. yeah, that's how he introduces next week's show. And there's a bit of technical talk as well. He talks about the digital audio tapes that he's got. He says that Steve couldn't be bothered. I wish that they... I would love... Someone said in the comments, I would love to hear a show that is just Carl and Steve. Mm-hmm. Hear what that is like without Ricky around. So um, they end the show arguing about um, how rubbish it's been. Ricky asks if it's the worst show they've ever done. And they uh, they say goodbye. So what was your favourite bit? Uh, the caller who doesn't okay. know he's on air and is calling for a different competition. I'm going to go with the beheading story. Okay, but that was the second time we heard it. No, no, no. The the No, no, it wasn't. The one with the blinking? That was on last week's show. What? How many times? No, no, this one was the how many steps he walked. Oh, yep, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, that's different, yeah. Um, next week, Series 2, Episode 4, it is a clip show. Ricky's away on holiday. So what do we do on this show? Well, we can't do a full show on it, can we? I don't think we can. No. So I've come up with a few options, and mm-hmm. I might put this out to our patrons, um, our assistant producers, because that's what they do. Need your help producing the show. Do we? There'll be a few options. I'll put a poll up. Do we, A, still do the clip show? B, something I've suggested to you that maybe we do. Should we dig out some old radio breaks that you and I have done mm-hmm. in our actual jobs and air check those. Yeah, happy to do uh, that. Just for a demo, I've got one. Oh, yeah, love This that. is from when I was at a radio station called Nova. This is about 10 years old. I'll oh, just play can I just say, one. though, this is a, uh, a very big station. This isn't, I was expecting kind of back in the uni days. This is like a oh, proper no, no, commercial station. No, yeah, this is a, this is from my uh, early on. It, it might be a bit under 10 years ago. Whenever the song came out that I talk about, it's from that year. Here yes. we go. On Nova, that's a massive collaboration. Coldplay and Rihanna, Princess of China. Even though I'm pretty sure it didn't happen this way, I like to think that Chris Martin just called Rihanna up to ask her to be on that song. You are, Rihanna, it's Chris Martin here. Uh, just wondering if you wanted to uh, sing on a song that we've written. Uh, it's called Princess of China. I uh, just want you to do a bit of vocals on it. So uh, if you're up for it, we're just going to record it around the house. Gwyneth is uh, she's going to make some fish tacos. And, uh, yeah, it ought to be a laugh. So uh, give us a call. All right. Bye. Nova, it's David Jade. Do you want to get no, on the stand <laughs> It's a little demo reel. Okay. Um, so it would be very, I don't know, but for you, it would be it would be somewhat painful. Yeah. Was that painful, listening to that? that I mean, you the, knew. That what... was one of the less painful ones. Yeah. It's not, yeah, it's not shocking, but. No, it's not, but it's just. I've got It's uncomfortable worse. to know, <laughs> like, I really thought that was good enough to send to other bosses. You to have to do that, though, don't you? Other jobs. Don't you? Like, if you don't yeah. have that. I really thought that I had something there. So, like, there and there are ones that are way more cringy. So that that's an option. We could do that. If you start thinking about ones that you've got. Oh yeah, like I don't know if I have them or not. But if I, I'll go looking. I did. I have old hard drives around that I can have a look at. Uh, I'm afraid of what's going to be on there. Yeah. Because there's stuff that I've just refused to do anymore. I yeah. don't. I think I would have deleted all of them. But like, there were times where I tried to sing, like. <laughs> And I'm like, not only like, I'm not an average singer, I'm a horrendous <laughs> singer, but that wasn't the joke. Like I should have made that the joke. Yeah, sure. Um, there was like, you know, times where I tried to, I used to think that I had to get a caller on to tell a joke so that I could hear someone laugh. And I've got just recordings of people. Cause I used to do like a Saturday night show on this um, when I did community radio and I've got people, I've just call up my friends and they're at parties and they can't even hear me. <laughs> so I'm trying to do a joke on topical news and they're like, what? And there's just like <laughs> there's just like music in the background. So yeah, it could be bad. Little did you know, you could have just got a roadcaster. <laughs> and a whole laughing. audience. Well what I started doing after a while is like I'm like, oh well, I can just Still tell going. the joke without a caller on the line, that's fine. Yeah. But for some a, reason I wanted like a laugh. Just have a long pause after. It was so awkward. <laughs> so awkward. 
Well, we could do that. Uh, 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 or, or maybe actually a good solution would be to do, because it's a clip show, We get, like, and it will take five minutes to go, yeah, Carl introduces it like this. He like yeah, We can just do the new bits and then we can fill out the time by going over our old show. So that'll be option C. Um, option D is we take a week off because we've earned it after three weeks. <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay, so we'll put that up on our Patreon. You can vote there, patreon.com forward slash Carly Pilkboys. Uh, you can also contact us, Pod at gmail or Instagram, carly.pilkboys. Uh, the link to our merch is in the bio of our Instagram. You can find Zach Manda on, Inst- on Instagram and TikTok. What's the latest on TikTok? Um... Some adult Healy's content. Hey, nice. <laughs> Zach Manda, 30-year-old man who gets around in Healy's. Occasionally. It's a good way to cruise. <laughs> it is. You can also get the Collective Noun podcast. These radio shows back on Saturday afternoons. Yeah. And it's matched up to this show. This is week three. You're in week three of your the new iteration of your show. And before anyone says you could just play what you did last weekend in your embarrassing clip show episode next hey. week. <laughs> Just want to get ahead of that. Okay, sure. Uh, you can also find me, David Ferry Cartoons, on Instagram. Okay, that's it. We will see you next week. Um, Zach, so much fun to be in person. I know, it's good. We're kind of in a sauna at the same time. Yeah, We're losing weight, doing a podcast. See you next week. Bye. Let the bed bugs fly. Yeah. Anyway.